Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the most average podcast ever. (laughs) It's Zach. Where did he go to medical school? He went to Northwestern and Johns Hopkins. Is that good enough for you? No, it's not. And the news. Well, Brennan, those are very prestigious schools. I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering. And they were blazing that shit up every day. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. Zach and the Nose Podcast. We're back. We're ready. It's fantasy football season. We did a lot of eating over the summer. We're still doing more eating. We're not done with all those podcasts, by the way. The Fantasy Food League is still in effect at some point. We're just taking a little slow now because fantasy football is back. The NFL is back. We're in the preseason. This is week the week of uh, the third game of the preseason. Everyone gets very excited. The starters are here. Everything is great. Ah, Well, we're back. Zach in the Nose podcast is back. And as always, my partner in crime, at Spencer Nose on Twitter. If you have any questions for him, the Nose. Spencer is here with me. Spencer, first off, welcome back. It is so great to be back. I gotta be honest with you. I've been waiting for this podcast for over a year. Right. Last year we started in week five. That's when this thing took off. And all I've been dying to do is talk about my draft strategies with you guys and giving you a formula for extreme success. And we are here. I'm very, very excited We're to be here. here. Yeah. We're here. Uh, by the way, this is volume 30 of Zach and the Nose podcast, the Bernard King edition of the <laughs> Zach and the Nose podcast. I had plenty of good number 30s to go from, but I did Bernard King. That's a good one. Where are you at? I'm going to go with a nostalgic play because my first ever year of really competitive fantasy football was in 1997, and I uh, had the first pick overall, and I remember it, and it was Terrell Davis. Oh, TD, of course. Number 30, yep. and he was a monster. He earned that first pick for me. So for you know this draft, you know, excuse me, this podcast, number 30, easy one for me. Bernard King or Terrell Davis, I'm okay with both of those choices. Normally we butt heads on that. We did not this time. Okay, so we're getting into the fantasy football uh, drafts coming up. By the way, if a little background on the nose, uh, he's a fantasy football nerd, I like to call him, an expert, whatever you want to say. He's been doing this forever. He's been helping me for at least, I would say, about eight or nine years now in fantasy when it's coming to strategy or picking up players during the season, and he's the perfect person to give you guys advice as well. Well, at Spencer Knows on Twitter. Been doing it forever. Okay, so with all that said, you're the expert here on this. The strategy for drafts coming into it, if you have not um, done your draft yet, I've done one of my two drafts so far, and I did a little bit of strategy uh, kind of research with Knows before that. But give the people a strategy going into their drafts coming up, who to take, who to stay away from, but start from just kind of what to do to get ready and prepare for your fantasy football draft. All right, great. So... Every year is different. That's the first start. So every year, a you know, I look at the depth charts of each you know position, and I immediately start to formulate the plan for each year. This year, it's quite simple. 
The quarterback position is out of control, loaded. Loaded, people. To the point where I know they might be a little older, but someone like Drew Brees and Tom Brady being ranked like 14th and 15th overall That's quarterbacks crazy. is crazy, especially when a Brady now got a Gordon out of, you know, Josh Gordon coming back. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm a still a sucker for him. We'll talk Always. about Always, I know. Talk about that later. So, in a year where the quarterback is beyond loaded, and if you're in a 10, 12 or 14 team league, there is only one strategy. Do not take a quarterback early. Do not take a quarterback in minimum your first six picks. Wow, okay. So that's the strategy. We're jumping right into it. You have to have discipline. You have to be smart. And you can't on draft day get, oh, but Deshaun Watson's there in the early third. That's a steal. No, it's not. You're screwing up. Take Stefan Diggs there over Deshaun Watson. Your team will look a lot better. So... First and foremost, at least six rounds. I like to say go into the eighth or ninth round and take your quarterback, and you will be very surprised who you see there. And later on, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks that I love in that range that I think could be top five quarterbacks that you could get in your ninth round. So how are we going to do the first six to seven rounds, right? This is what we're going to discuss. Right, right. Okay. Well, I have, even before you get into that, I'll give you this, or, or I'll do the counter-argument to that. Please. It always happens where you're in a draft – Sometimes it usually happens with the tight ends when Gronk was there also, where all of a sudden someone takes Gronk, someone takes Kelsey, everyone gets scared. Now Ertz is gone. Now Kettle, now Kittle's gone. Who else can we get? Someone get Njoku, someone get OJ Howard. The quarterbacks are scary also because if you're in a two quarterback league or whatever it is, and somebody breaks that ice, takes Mahomes, takes Watson, takes one of those guys up top, all of a sudden it's like you're you're almost scared and you have to go on the QB run. Stay away from that, you're saying. You never want to be in the middle or towards the end of any type of run for any position, okay? So the big sucker move is when you see tight ends going, right. your immediate reaction is, oh, I got to get a tight end. That is the exact wrong way to draft. That is when you see that run, you laugh at the run. You encourage the run because you want other people to take tight ends there when you're sitting back on wide receivers and running backs. So here's the simple plan. If you want to make it simple, there's a top, clear-cut top three tight ends. You have Kelsey, you have Kittle, and you have Ertz. Some people put Evan Ingram in that range. I would say that's an optional player. He could be very good, but I... I don't trust his injuries. I don't trust his quarterback. But he is the you know the fourth. If you don't draft those three tight ends, maybe Ingram, then wait, okay? But if you want to go up and get one of those guys, I understand at the end of the second or in the third round, if you want to try to grab one of those guys, I don't mind it. But you better not draft a quarterback until later because you have to make up with that pick with running backs and wide receivers. So in your first six to seven picks, I expect you to have three running backs, three wide receivers and a tight end, or you could have three running backs, four wide receivers, and then that's when you pick your quarterback. So that's the strategy this year. And again, we're going to go break down the quarterback situation, but let me just for fun rip off the top names you could do the count with me, but it's one Mahomes, two Rodgers, three Watson, four Matty Ice, five Baker, six Luck. If he's healthy, we'll get into that. You got Wentz. You got Goff. You got 
Big Ben, if you're a Kyler Murray guy because you believe in that upside, sure. I haven't mentioned Russell Wilson yet, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins. We're going to talk about Jameis Winston a lot. Dak Prescott. Oh, did we forget about Cam Newton? Am I making my point right, here? Right. Okay. Plenty the, of good quarterbacks. Ridiculous amounts of good ones, and they're not just going to magically disappear. So have the discipline and wait on them. So a two-quarterback league, which is I'm, I'm in also, the minute a quarterback goes, talk about a run, people really get scared because then all of a sudden you see the same guy take, uh, a, let's say, a Russell Wilson, and then he's got another pick on the next round, and then he picks another quarterback, and people get scared. So in that point also, it's just kind of stick to the guns of there are play- if you're in a 10 or 12 or a 14-team league and you're only starting one quarterback, that is a simple strategy to say, I'm not going anywhere till the eighth or ninth round because 14 quarterbacks are going to go. There's 18 or 19 quarterbacks in the league that you could start every week and be very happy about at least at that point. So just be weary of the run. Stay away from the run basically is the best advice you can give you, on that. You either start a run, but you do not end a run. Okay, You could start a run. You could start by saying, okay, I'll take Kelsey at pick 18. Okay, and I don't personally love that pick, but if you do... I, you know, you can make up for it, and that's the whole point, and that's waiting on the quarterback. Your next three picks better be focused in the one wide receiver, running back position, and what you need there. Um, but again, once that third Ertz or Kettle gets off the board, you're done. You there's, stop. There's a lot of guys that are the same. Oh, I got players, and we're going to discuss the sleepers, the, the the tight ends that you take later. I got young ones, I got old ones, but I got guys that you could definitely take later that could have comeback years or guys that end up being in the top five. Mm-hmm. The worst move you could do is say, okay, I'm taking Hunter Henry, you know, just a few picks after Zach Ertz went. Yeah, right. You don't want to get caught in that. All right, let me ask you about a couple guys um, that are topics, news topics right now, I guess you could say. Uh, Like, where are they? Like, what to do? How do you draft them? I'll start off with one of the obvious ones, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Top five pick in every draft, no matter where you look at it. Um, But he's holding out. But he might not play. More than likely will, but might not. And I would tell you that any other given year, I would say, ah, it's just a holdout. He'll be fine. He'll be there day one. Although we saw Le'Veon Bell sit out the entire season last year, and that's scaring a lot of people. What do you do with Ezekiel Elliott right now? Uh, what advice do you give someone who might want them or is in that third, fourth, or fifth spot in the league where it might fall to him? Okay, so great question, and we are still early in the you know in the I guess the draft season. So if you do have an early draft, what you do with Ezekiel Elliott is I don't think you draft him, and I do believe he is going to play. I really do, but I really believe Le'Veon Bell was going to play last year, and look what happened there. Le'Veon Bell went uh, one or two in every fantasy league last year, and you could just ask those people how they did. Right. I mean, it literally ruins your season from the beginning. Uh, that's a risk that I don't think is necessary. So until he signs and is in camp, I can't do it. Now, if you are one of those people who are break, you know, really reading into his contract, he's got two years left, it makes no sense for him not to play, then you better pick his backup, who I believe is a rookie named Troy Pollard. And you have to have you know, the handcuff in that situation and you have to draft it not too early because not everyone's going to be on that radar at this point, but you have to have them. So if you have Ezekiel Elliott, make sure you back him up. But uh, as of right now, I'm not drafting anybody who is not playing. So that just leads right into Melvin Gordon completely and utterly on my do not draft list right now, which is a great player. Also in fantasy leagues over the last couple of years, a great player. consistent top five running back as consistent as it gets. He's a, a complete monster when he plays. 
but he's a guy who has a financial reason to hold out. Um, I do believe he'll be playing by week 10. He's one of those guys that has to play by week 10 um, or else he has another year on his contract the next year. But um, right. Like you could just draft really quality players right now. Like, are you going to draft Melvin Gordon or are you going to go and draft a, you know, Mike Evans? You know, it's a no brainer no for brainer. me. Right. right. So I'm holding, if they're not playing right now, there is no reason to take that risk because you know, last year, a lot of people again got burnt on that bell and you just don't want to start your fantasy season off with your first round draft pick never playing. It will not work out well for you. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't touch that. All right. So, uh, other guy, I guess that's in the news, uh, that we're talking about that is having a helmet issue. He's having a, a foot issue. Uh, he's also uh, could have been the number one overall pick the last couple of years in everyone's fantasy draft. Gets 160 targets a year. He's going to catch 100 balls if he gets that many targets. He's going to get you double-digit touchdowns. He's going to get you 1,500 yards. Yes, it's Antonio Brown. What do you do there with Antonio Brown? Um, where do you take him? Where do you wait? Where's too early? What you know? I don't want to say too late because if you get him in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, of course you got to steal there. But what's too early to take him, uh, considering the fact that you know if he's out there, production's not going to be a problem with that guy. If he is out there, there is every reason to believe he will be a top three wide receiver because he's done it for the last six years. If you still are watching Hard Knocks, he still has plenty in his game so much juice that guy he, oh my god he's amazing he really is amazing i mean if you go back to the highlights he made big ben look good because those 50 50 balls i don't care what size he was he got them all the time that made him one of the greats at the at the position um that being said he's the type of guy who could just make one snap of a decision and he is out he's just gonna say i'm not playing football anymore i think he's that crazy and I don't really trust him. That's the truth. But there's always a point in a draft where you say, okay, I'm going to take this risk. For me, if he's available in your third round draft pick, you have to do it. You have to do it. It's just if when he plays, you have a first round value in the third round. Um, but, you know, I still am going to lean towards, you know, the Tyreek Hill, the Mike Evans ahead of him. But right now, I'm going to take Antonio Brown ahead of the Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen range. So that's where I'm giving it to okay. you. The range where it drops off for me is, you know, Julio, Juju, Tyreek, Mike Evans, those guys, they don't have those issues. And you know what you're going to get from those guys for the most part. Well, I shouldn't say that about Tyreek Hill. Another story. Right. Right. But um, Antonio Brown is too good. If you have him in the third round and he's there, pounce on him, take the chance. That's the one where it could separate you from the re everybody for, you know, really quickly. All right, a couple guys last year struggled big time that were quarterbacks. Uh, just a couple guys that uh, you were expecting decent years from. Um, you have any guys, kind of comeback guys, that people kind of gave up on at the end of last year or mid or mid you know season last year that you were loving this year or think that it's going to have some sort of just comeback, some sort of last year was a disappointment, this year going to be a fantasy stud. I guess start with the quarterback position and give me a guy or two that you think this is the comeback year for them fantasy-wise. Great. Um, this is exactly why I told you guys to take a lot of running backs, wide receivers, and in one of those top three tight ends early because there's two players on my board that I think you could wait maybe even round eight or nine. Depends on the flow of your draft. And listen, everybody, you got to be paying attention to your draft when you're in your draft room. You know, based on what quarterback you want to target, I'm going to give you two right now. 
you might be able to wait a few more rounds. You could see who's out there. But the player that I am just going all in, the chips are all in, are on famous Jameis wow. Winston. All right. This is it, man. This is his year. He's got the right coach, Bruce Arians. Who, Stud. What does he do? He throws. Airs it out. Airs right. it right. out. Can Jameis air it out? You're damn right. He's got he a can. good arm, right? Yeah. There's just something that telling me that it's all going to click for him. And the major reason why is he has two fantasy wide receiver studs. Everyone knows about Mike Evans. Right, right. And right now, if you have if you pay any attention to fantasy football, the big hot name is Chris Godwin. There's a reason. He's a stud, dude. He's a stud. <laughs> and, you know, they have a great, great tight end um, in OJ Howard. So He's got a loaded offense, an offensive line that's going to give him, I think, enough time to make it happen, and he's in the Bruce Arians offense. This has top five written all over him. So when someone's drafting Aaron Rodgers in the third round, again, I don't know why I always say it, over someone like Stefan Diggs, because I love Stefan Diggs, or someone over Amari Cooper in that range, I'm telling you to wait five more rounds, and I'm telling you Jameis Winston's going to have more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers this year. Wow. That's what I'm wow. saying. So I'm going out and flat out saying it. This is his year. Is he going to lead a team to the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. This is not, this is not real NFL. We don't care about wins or losses in fantasy football. We care about stats. Stats. There's a lot of a lot, a lot of 300-plus yard games in him. There's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, there'll be interceptions. But Jameis Winston is my big-time play based on where he's being drafted. I'm all in. You know, another player, and it's not one of my comeback, but yes, I love Baker Mayfield. Yes, I think he's going to throw the ball all over the place, but he's just going a whole lot earlier. But if you're a type of guy who's like, I want Baker Mayfield, and he's there in your seventh round draft pick, go for it. You're going to have a lot of fun. I mean, fun watching the Browns anyway. He really is Brett Favre reincarnated. That's really what I see. He's going to throw your interceptions, but he's going to forget about them real fast. He's going to throw for, I mean, look at those weapons he has. So I'm a big fan of of Baker as well, but my my go-to guy is Jameis Winston. But my comeback player... Uh, of this year is Kirk Cousins, oh, Minnesota. Okay. All right. Okay. So now, now I understand why you're saying dig so much. Uh, exactly. Well done. Well, yeah, well digs. Done. Well, there you go. Digs and Thielen are completely awesome weapons. You got Rudolph, who's a great tight end, and then you have Dalvin Cook, who I'm obsessed with in the running back position as well. He's also, you know, around, going around mid second round, by the way. But Kirk Cousins had a bad year, but he is by no year, by no means a bad quarterback. And last year he had a bad year, but somehow managed to finish as a top ten quarterback. And that was coming off of what people were really dogging him. Uh, he's got the weapons. He's got a year in, under his belt in that system. Kirk Cousins is going real late. Draft him as your backup if you have a one-quarterback league. That's literally how late he's going. I think you're going to get a guy that's going to give you a lot of weeks that are going to be as good as the best. So between Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, and then if you like Baker, those are my quarterbacks that I'd be targeting in my strategy of not taking a quarterback early. All right, so let's go to the next position. Obviously, running back, which is uh, you go back in fantasy the last 10 or 15 years, and you look back at the first rounds of everybody's fantasy football draft, and it's you know eight or nine or 10 running backs. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, changed a little bit. Obviously, wide receivers have gotten a lot better uh, stat-wise, and people are depending on them. And then you got the random person in everyone's league that takes you know Pat Mahomes at the seventh pick overall just because it's Pat Mahomes and this and 
than that. But running back position when it comes to comebacks or guys who you think are going to have big seasons this year that might not have had a season last year or might have sat out the whole year last year, where are you uh, on the running back position with your kind of comeback players or guys to look at? Okay, so let's not forget there is a nose pick of the year oh. this year, but we're going to podcast tease it. Is that what we call it? Pod- yes, okay. great. Well, well done. I'm going to podcast well tease that. Versed. I am yeah. going to bring up some running backs right now, but it is not my nose pick of the year okay. who is a running no, back. No, that'll be but- – we'll end the podcast today with the nose pick of the year. I'm actually excited for this because last year we didn't have a chance to do the nose pick of the year. We got nose picks of the week, and we got bloody noses, and we got, you know, nose candy, but we didn't get a nose pick of the year. I'm excited for that. Great tease by you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Running back. Let's do it. Okay. Um, everyone's asking about Le'Veon Bell because of the unknown and what are they going to do and how are they going to use him? Well, I'm going to be the first person to say I am all in on the Jets offense as well. I know for you Dolphin fans who are out there, uh, you probably don't like hearing this because you want your team to be on the rise and not the Jets, but uh, their quarterback is like really good and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, their team is good. Adam Gase is there. Uh, if you if you kind of listen into Adam Gase's mind a little bit, which is not easy with the crazy eyes and all the stuff that he's been known for lately, I I almost predict Le'Veon Bell is going to have about 450 touches that, this year. Thank you. With catches and rushes and everything he's going to do, he probably is right now the second best wide receiver on the team. Also, and they have a, a couple of good wide receivers on the team, and obviously he's the number one stud running back, and he'll be the bell cow for that team as well. Okay, bell cow. Haven't used that word yet on this podcast, and I think that uh, there are now a lot fewer. You know, there's not a lot of them anymore. No, okay, it's it's, it, a, it's a it's kind of a hidden gem now in the NFL. Jerome Bettis ain't walking through that door. Terrell Davis isn't walking through. Deuce Staley's not walking through. Staley's not walking through that door. Sean Alexander's not walking through that door. Oh, good All one. those guys are gone. Right, they are. And um, is Le'Veon Bell the closest thing to that? Or one of the closest things to that. So he's off a year. He hasn't used his legs in a year, and that's an advantage for him. I, I Only don't to care. walk into strip clubs. Well. And dance at nightclubs. Good point. Right. That is a little, you know, that could take a lot of energy out of a right, man right. for sure. Of course. So Le'Veon Bell is exactly what you said he is. He's going to get so many touches. They signed him for a lot of money not to just let him rest or just to, this is not a Todd Gurley situation where when they're winning games, he'll be out. No, no. They're going to literally take him and drive him into the defense's hearts and he's going to win games at the end of uh you know in the fourth quarter he's going to be the man um of course there's an unknown it's a new team it's not big ben there is no antonio and juju on both sides the running back you know there are less there are good wide receivers and i do love robbie anderson robbie anderson quincy and it was a numa i don't even know how to say jameson crowder no they're they're good but there's not and Antonio Brown on one side, and there's not a Big Ben throwing the ball. It's Sam Darnold, and it's Robbie Anderson. So many checkdowns. Right, right. So many checkdowns. Exactly. And those are points in a full right. PPR league. Or even are a you half. kidding You're me? Still getting some so I am half. giving you a straight up thumbs up. Go ahead and take him before a Todd Gurley, take him before a Melvin Gordon, take him before a Joe Mixon. I like Le'Veon Bell right in that, you know, eight to ten slot. And I know people, you know, it's not going to look so sexy maybe when you take him, but let's not forget he's one year removed from being number one or number two in every fantasy league. He is the Saquon Barkley. He was the Saquon Barkley for like three or four years. He didn't play last year. He's not injured. He's ready. He's definitely going to do it. I know it. So um, comeback player. Le'Veon Bell, no-brainer, feel comfortable taking him at the end of your first-round draft pick. Any other running backs that fit into the category this year? Um, In terms of comeback, there's um, probably, you know, 
not so many players, but I'm going to give you players that I really believe in. Um, I love Chris Carson out of Seattle. This is a not sexy pick. He's going in the fifth round of most drafts right now. So if you're a guy who goes, and I have no problem with you at the end of your first round and early second round pick, if you have a later pick, if you go Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham, I love it. Wow, I don't sexy. It Very is. Sexy. But when you come back, the players that I want to ask you to look at are Chris Carson from Seattle. Love. Carrion Johnson in Detroit is a... Oh, did he come real close to the nose pick of the year? He wow. Came, yeah, he did. Wow. I, I like... Um, I think they're going to go ground and pound in Detroit. Yeah, they got Patricia on defense, uh, you know, doing the entire defense there. It's the old school uh, mentality of play defense, run the ball. It's basically before Brady got to New England, what they wanted to do there, and then they just got Tom Brady instead. Exactly. Yeah. And Carrion Johnson is going to be on the field for third downs, which is another huge deal when it comes down to fantasy. So they did sign C.J. Anderson. They did, yes. Does not affect me at all. Love Carrion Johnson. Another thing is, I don't know what's going on with Andrew Luck. We, we're not going to know until... He's so scary. I picked him two years ago uh, in, in one of my nightmare situations in fantasy where Ezekiel Elliott was facing that suspension. I needed a quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott was still on the board. We're talking four or five rounds in. Something crazy. You blew it. And I blew it. I took Andrew Luck. He didn't play one play that entire season. Ezekiel Elliott what, was suspended two games, whatever it was. He had a four-game that was that was sent down to yeah. two. No one was scared of him anymore. The guy took him. He had two great running backs in the league. He won the league that year. If I would have just you're so trigger. you're so angry oh I'm you so, look at you, you're bitter oh, from three I'm, years ago and this what happens oh, it happens in fantasy where you just get bitter and remember something that happened three years ago i will never forget the fact that kyle took ezekiel elliott that second after i i announced andrew luck here's my pick right now one second into the clock for him he picked ezekiel elliott and i knew at that point jesus did i screw up you did yeah. but in the strategy of what we're doing andy luck is not being drafted but i'm scared of him but why I brought him up is I love Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack is Return a lot. Mac. Return of the Mack. Craig Mack is a stud when uh, Andrew Luck is there. Now, I do think Brissett's a good backup. But uh, Marlon Mack is a player rising on my board. So, again, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, great options um, in your rounds five through seven in terms of running backs. All right, so now uh, let's go to the wide receiver position. Do you have anyone wide receiver-wise that you want to kind of bring up? It might be a comeback guy, just might be a guy to keep your eyes on, or someone sexy for you. Yes, and his name is Allen Robinson, Chicago Bears. Wow. Yes, we haven't wow. heard his name a lot. Right. You're not you hearing it a lot. No, no, you have not. So let's let's go over him. I mean, you get another year removed from his ACL tear. So, you know, that's a huge deal. Year one after it, you can play, you're okay. But after that year two... It's a lot better. The knee is a lot better. He's got a great rapport with Trubisky, and the targets were there last year, but he didn't have that breakout year last year because I do believe he was a bit slower. This year, I just love that Chicago offense. It, it stems under the Andy Reid um, you know, offense, right, the umbrella. Aggie. Yeah, right, yeah. And that just means that they, 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 they're going to throw it, and they're going to target him. So a guy who is going completely under the radar for me right now is Allen Robinson. Because as of like three years ago or two years ago when he was on the Jacksonville, he was going in the late second, early third round picks. If you don't remember, he was that it guy. He was a stud. Yep. And he still is. Right. And that's my point because he's still young. And he's got now an offense that's going to get him the ball. So Allen Robinson is a player that is going – 
right now his overall average draft position is 85. Wow. What? If you could get him in your eighth round, steal. Steal right there. I think he went steal. in the fourth round in my draft, I think. Yeah, fourth or fifth, yeah. Okay, well, you also are in a league that has keepers, so you have to remember. Right, so it's a right, few, right. It, It's yeah, probably yeah. Like closer to sixth round. So maybe round. sixth round, yeah. Yeah, so that is an overall. Allen Robinson's got a huge comeback in him. Uh, another player that I'm calling my, you know, I, I don't know if it's a sleeper at this point, but I love Curtis Samuel Ooh, of Carolina. Wow. I think Cam Newton's got some weapons with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, but this guy, Ohio State, super fast, having apparently a monster, um, sp- what's it called, spring training? Right, yeah, training uh, camp. Whatever, yeah. training it's camp. Close. It's not yeah, baseball. Yeah. Enough, yeah. I'm still in baseball. Yeah, so Curtis Samuel is a player that is going late that has a tremendous amount of upside, long touchdowns. They're going to get him the ball a lot more. So big-time sleeper on that one. Wow, very nice. All right, so those are a lot of the players that uh, you kind of want to bring up, and if, if they're there, do you have tight end guys? Uh, I do. Okay, good, because that was another position. I know that they're very top-heavy. It's Kelsey, it's Ertz. It's Kittle, then it's a huge drop off, uh, and maybe not a huge drop off, but at least name wise. Because in my league, those three went, and then it was a while before another tight end went. It's, it's sort of like the old school, like quarterback days. You either took Aaron Rodgers in the first round or second round, and then another quarterback didn't go for a couple rounds. I think the tight end position is finally there. No Gronk for the first time in a decade that you're not going to be able to draft Gronk in your league. Uh, Jimmy Graham is nowhere to be found anymore, or he's still in the league, but it's just like, is where he? the hell is he? Yeah. yeah. But. I guess it's 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 Kelsey, it's Kittle, it's Ertz, uh, some way in that order, and then what? Okay, so right, it's Kelsey is an obvious pick. If you want to take him in the mid to late second round, I have no problem with it. But then come back strong with plenty of running backs and wide receivers. Uh, George Kittle might be, in my opinion, the most talented of all of all of them. I said it. Over- Didn't he have like a two hundred yard game or two of them the, last the, year? The dude is right. so for real. Right. Jimmy G is back so also, right? not yeah. for real. I, I don't know, know. dude. I that know. guy looks. Terrible. I'm scared of him. I'm not so going to. I'm not going to get too worked up over don't preseason. Do but do oh it. my god, he had a 0.0 quarterback rating the other game. It was bad. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. I mean, he and, and what they didn't show on the stats is he threw two balls into defensive backs' chest off their chest. Yeah. Right. Right. So that could have been three interceptions right. out of five passes. But anyway, George Kittle is a monster, and then everyone knows Zach Ertz by now. Those are your top three. We discussed it earlier with Ingram as your three and a half. After that, stop. Do not draft. Do not draft O.J. Howard. Do not draft Jared Cook. Wait. Wait on Hunter Henry. You know, do not draft these guys. And when you go down, take Darren Waller from the Oakland Raiders. Take Delaney Walker from the Tennessee Titans. Take Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are the three tight ends that I'm saying to wait and grab later because they can give you the production of what, say, a fourth or fifth overall tight end is going to be. They're not going to be the top three guys. But, you know, listen, going back to it, are you going to take George Kittle or are you going to take, I'm going to, should I just go back to it? Of course. To a Vikings receiver. Let's just call it that. Yeah. I prefer the receiver in that situation sure. because I watched uh, Delaney Walker looking very good. He's going to be targeted a ton in Tennessee. He's coming off the injury, but he's going to be fine. And any of those guys I just named, Darren Waller, pure upside type of player, uh, suspended for all kinds of abuse of drugs right, and alcohol, ago, yeah. but now he is back. He looks clean, and he looks really, really like Gruden's going to use him as a weapon in the red oh, zone. Watch hard knocks. You'll see uh, they, they call him in for special plays at this point, so that's interesting. And the last right, so, Vance, so, Mc, Vance McDonald, advanced, too. If you remember, that guy oh, That guy clubs people. Right, right. He's, so, a good, he's, a good, he's a great pick also. So basically, if you're not getting one of those top three guys, wait. 
That's it. Like, if you're not wait. getting Kittle, if you're not getting Ertz, if you didn't pick Kelsey, wait until you can get one of those bottom three guys. Not even bottom three, but just kind of lower tier tight ends at that point. All right, so we went over a bunch of the strategy. We went over a bunch of the guys that knows loves uh, that might not be on your radar right now, so keep them on your radar. Are we getting closer in the podcast for you giving me the nose pick of the year? Because I'm getting kind of anxious. We are. And uh, before we get there, um, we have a few more podcasts that are coming out before our you know, before the season starts. Sure. So next week I am going to dive in uh, to almost, we could do like a, a quick rapid fire of players that I like and don't like. Yes. So I know we didn't get to get to every single player. You know, a lot of people are love Carson Wentz right now. And, and, and so do I, I like him a lot. So he's one of those guys that he's even that seventh round. He's a beautiful pick there, right. but we're going to, you know, there's a lot of guys I want to go over. All right, so we'll and, go over rankings and stuff like that in the next couple podcasts, getting you up to the first week of the season. Obviously, when we get close to that Thursday night opener, I think it's Bears and Packers. Um, at that point, we will uh, do the starts and sits and who to get, but these the next couple of weeks are all draft strategy, all right. who do you like, what do you like, this and that. That's why if you, if you have any questions and you want to get them kind of answered here, if you don't get on the regular show, the Joe Rose Show, uh, with, with when Nose is here and he's doing live in studio, uh, you can always hit us up on Twitter, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. Uh, ask a couple of questions. We'll try to answer them on the podcast as well. So you want to get the nose pick of yes, the year. Yes, I've been waiting. Look at me. I'm waiting. You are waiting. I am waiting. I know. Okay, nose pick of the year, running back. First ever nose pick of the year. This is it. This is it. This is the player that I am saying you need to go in your fourth or fifth round draft pick if he is there, and you will draft him, and you will just scream at me if I'm wrong, and I will take the abuse because I know I am not wrong. As long as he can stay healthy, Aaron A.A. Ron Jones, Green Bay Packers, running back. This is his year to go nuts. Top five running back. Overall, I believe in him. The offensive line there is still very strong. It is it, good. Okay. You got to do that Chugs Beers. I love that guy. You got Aaron Rodgers you got to deal with if you're the defense. So they're not just putting people in the box like they're going to do against Saquon Barkley. Aaron Jones right now is going in a around 51st overall. That's his average draft position, which means you could snag him in your fifth Excuse me, your fourth right. or fifth round End pick. of the four, top five, Correct. right around there. So, it's a must. It's a must. He's going to break out. He's going to have 1,300 yards. He's going to have over 10 touchdowns. This is the player that I'm saying is the difference maker in your fantasy team. And next week, I'll come out and I'll have a nose pick of that segment. But this is the nose pick of the year. Wow. This wow. is it. I am saying if he, if he could stay healthy, of course, that's my caveat. And that's a caveat for any player. Um... He's going to be a breakout, and, and, and just in a huge way. I love everything about him. I just love his toughness. His, his, he's super quick. Uh, he hits the hole, and when he goes, he's gone. He's going to have multiple touchdowns of 20-plus yards, and he's just going to be a horse for Green Bay. And so, yes, nose pick of the year. Draft him, look for him, point him out. I know I'm not wrong on this one. That's how confident I am. I, I know it. he's going to be awesome. So if you could get A.A. Ron Jones, not A.A. Ron Rogers, no. that goes against the strategy. Right. So don't pick him. Pick Aaron Jones. You're not going to – it's just going to change your whole fantasy team because the way I'm strategizing is I think you should have two wide receivers and a running back before him, and those are going to be really, really impactful players because it's your first three picks, and then you get Aaron Jones. Oh, my. I now, like again, that. if you miss out on Aaron Jones, I'm telling you to take on Johnson or Chris Carson – 
or take them both because if you start off with your team and you have uh, got Hopkins and Mike Evans and then you back it up with something like Aaron Jones and one of Chris Carson and Carryon Johnson, you're going to have a good chance to win your fantasy league. It's a good start to a team. It, it's not a good start. It's a great start. Right, right. All right, that is The Nose at Spencer Nose on Twitter, N-O-S-E. This is the Zach and the Nose podcast, volume 30, the Bernard King uh, edition or the Terrell Davis edition, whatever you want to call it. I'm good with both. Uh, excited to get fantasy football started. Excited to get drafting started. Excited for everything that's going on with football at this point. Uh, and excited that you're back sitting next to me for the next couple months as we talk fantasy football again. It's great to be here it's great to be back um you could tweet me at spencer knows n-o-s-e if you have any questions i'm blunt i'm to the point and i'm very confident in what i'm doing i'm trying not to be cocky but i am confident all right well that's it for us right now we'll be back with you next week as well we'll go over some more ranking stuff uh like no said if you have anything specific you want answered and you don't get on the live show uh the live uh segment with nose on the joe Rose show with zach france then you could always get here on the podcast with us knows have a good week uh, good luck in all your drafts. If you're doing it, keep your eyes on the prize. If you're trying to get Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, or any of these guys, keep your eyes on the television or Twitter to see what's going on with them. Until next week, we'll speak to you later, and we love you. Peace out. It's Zach and the News. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.